All right, everybody, welcome to another week of the Locked On Avalanche podcast. For today's episode, more Nazem Kadri news. Uh, he hasn't signed, but there's these things floating out there right now about his list of demands. And basically, there's one demand, and that's how much he wants to make. From what people are saying, he hasn't budged on that, which was a little bit surprising to me. So we will talk about that. The NHL offseason in general. Now is like the dead time. Does the NHL need to change anything to have kind of like this constant year-round effect sports like the NFL does and the NBA does? Or is it a good thing? Does it create a little bit more demand if you have a little bit of nothing? And then finally, we do have a couple more recommendations because it is that offseason. And like we just said, there's not a heck of a lot going on. So a couple things to throw your way to fill in the gaps until October gets here. Let's do this. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We got some good recommendations coming up. So uh, if that doesn't get you to hang around until the third segment, I don't know what will because there's, like we said, there's not a heck of a lot going on. So one thing will just flow into the other. We'll talk about how there's just silence. It's crickets from the NHL. <laughs> but like I said, is that a good thing? We'll talk about that. And then, of course, we'll throw out some recommendations to fill in the dead time. But first things first, thank you for following Locked On Avalanche and making this your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom uh, was, you know, consecutive days, many, several days in a row where you didn't really get any Nazem Kadri news. You kind of heard the thing from, from the Islanders, like they're just trying to make some cap space. <clears throat> I am over teams <laughs> trying to make cap space because if you haven't made cap space by now, uh, you need a new GM. So yeah. I, th- th- this has just been so weird, man. Like we've talked about how we've felt like he's he's gone. On and- there we go. There we go. All right. Had a little bit of a glitch. You can hear. You can see me now, though. Yep. All right. We're, we're good. good. So we. I'm just saying, like we've had this up and down effect with Kadri, and mm-hmm. now it's like wh- something else. Ha- it's got to be something else than rather than just the teams. And maybe it's maybe it's him because the things that are coming out now, and even Adrian Dater put this up on on his page, and I've seen it in other outlets too. The word on the street now is he's not budging from he, he wants nine million per year, or nine million against the cap per year. You know, you can forever how many years you can you know make the make the numbers different each year, whatever. But he wants nine million AAV every year. And I'm just, uh, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah. so thrown for a loop with, with this thing. I think it's probably a little bit of everything. So, yeah, I kind of do believe this too. And it does surprise me a little bit. At this stage in the game, he's not budging from that number, if that is true. What do you think? Very odd when you hear that coming from Nas when he was so, like gung-ho and ready for the season and 
ready to prove that he's a different player and doing all this to change his game to stick to a 9 million AAV. Like that's, what's keeping you unsigned right now as you're watching everybody else get signed around you. And now everybody's pretty buttoned up, ready for the season, except for you. Yeah. And you know what makes us even sweeter? I know Vegas is probably so mad right now that they can't sign him. Like that's, (laughs) Well, like that's sign just everybody. So. Yeah, they want to sign everybody. It just they're like, oh, just nine million. That's fine. How no, do we make yeah. that happen? Who, who <laughs> can we get rid of to to get nine million for Nazem Kadri? And it's it's weird, and it's another one of those weird stories that are coming out, like the Islanders and the Bruins. It's it's just continuing the saga of why is he not signed, and the reasons that he's not, and where he's going. And is this why it's taking so long? Because of him. Right. That's what I'm saying. We just keep going back and forth. In the beginning, you're just thinking like, okay, he knows where he wants to go. He's told those teams, you know, I I would come here. Um, And yeah, does cap space need to be made? Sure. I believe all that stuff. But like I said, cap space would have been made by now. Like there's really nothing going on in the league where you can't hammer something out a trade. I know those things take some time. Not this long. Yeah, they don't. When when you have nothing else to, this would be your focal point for whoever is involved here. And the fact that they can't get anything done makes me think, yeah, there's more at play because you can make a trade. A, tra- a trade can can happen. You can get teams involved. Um, and like I said, those other teams maybe who never even thought they'd be involved in a trade. If you have to get a third team in, they could be like, okay, we can focus on this because we don't have anything else to do. So let's entertain it. If it happened, maybe you have one or two teams that say, like, no, we can't make it happen. You go to some other teams. I, I'm just I'm just feeling like it everything here should have been done where he gets signed. You don't yep. see a free agent of his caliber, of, of of you know, he's up there in the top five, maybe even of the top three of who the unrestricted free agents were. You don't see them waiting this long. And I know it's only the beginning of August, and he still has time. You know, it's not like training camp has started and he's not signed with anybody. And he's he's going to get signed. I just, you know, like the Truman Show. Yeah. When when everyone's wearing those buttons, how is it going to end? That's what we got to start wearing around with Nazem Kadri because I genuinely don't know how this thing is going to end. And you would think if the Avalanche were out of it, I fully believe the Avalanche would say like we are moving on, just like they did with Darcy Kemper. I know it'd be it would hurt a lot more because it's Nazem Kadri, but I think there comes a point in time where they would say to themselves, we need to move on because his role is important on our team yeah. and we need to fill it. So the fact that they're not doing that, I, I just throw my hands up and I'm like, I don't know where to go with this thing anymore. And what's confusing, he's asking like the the verbiage around this is that he's stuck on nine. That's where he wants to be. That's his hard number. Like you do realize everyone around you is like if you look at the transactions Everybody's signing those $750,000 contracts. One year, $750,000. Everybody's trying to fill up their team and put it next year's team on the ice. If you were, you mentioned like one of the top five unrestricted free agents, wouldn't you already have a gig by now? Yeah. Do you not think the nine is a problem? Is that, that's why you're still sitting there and everybody else around you is getting signed because you won't accept a little bit lower and play the game. If you want a job next season, you might have to work with a team if you want somewhere to play. 
everybody like the narrative that everybody has to make cap space you were also out there before johnny hockey got signed in columbus if they if they could have signed you for eight seven and a half you would have gone but why stay so hard on the nine and then watch everybody get signed and like the avalanche keep signing these one year seven hundred fifty thousand, one year one million like you're watching all these moves get made and you're you have to sit there and realize, am I pushing too hard for this number? And am I going to find myself sitting here and playing in the threes league next year? <laughs> well, if he if he is sticking to that, like if all this is true and he is sticking to that and he's not budging from that nine, he is going to have to kind of open it up to more than just, <clears throat> I want to go to a contender. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that that was something they were saying in the beginning, and I get that. You know, a lot every player wants to do that. Um, for him, if you didn't sign with a contender within that first week, I'll give you of free agency, you are even narrowing it down even more. And now where we're at, contenders want to sign players like as quick as possible. So I don't know, and I haven't gone through the cap for for all of your quote unquote contenders. But I'm willing to guess there's not a lot of contending teams who have $9 million lying around right now. And I think he, you know, I, I'm not saying he mismanaged this uh, because I feel like if he's sticking to this, he is going to stick to it. Um, and you hear about like, is, is he giving the Avalanche like a discount? And I think you heard that very early on, even before mm-hmm. frequency started, that he might give the Avalanche like a little bit of a discount. All right, what's the discount? Like, is the discount like 8.5 million? <laughs> If, if eight seven five, right? Yeah, I mean, how how hard is he sticking to these numbers? Because, like I said, if it's nine and 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 he is staying at that, you need to open up the teams that you're you're going to at this stage in the game. He might if he, and I hate saying this about him. If he's chasing the money, he's going to go to a team he didn't necessarily want to go to at the beginning of all of this. Yeah, at this point, you know, and he. It, and for him, it would kill him to go to a team. I'm not saying he's going to go here, like Arizona, uh, from winning a Stanley Cup to that, because he wanted to stick at nine. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's just so confusing to me right now, man. It's almost like he's priced himself out of the contender teams, mm-hmm. and the contender teams are all buttoned up, and he's priced himself out of like he could have made the money that John Klimberg makes now for the Ducks. And he would have taken the Ducks to a contender just by the acquisition of Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Like, he could have made that money. Like, now he's pricing himself out of teams you can make a contender just by joining. So now he's going to be looking at Detroit. Like, I think their cap's a little wonky right now. Like That would be that was a team that you heard early on. Yeah. Uh, Very early on, that that he could go there. And then, um, yeah, I don't know what their cap situation is like, but... Um, another team that you were hearing was, was Calgary. I think that's yep. out the window now. They just signed Huberto to a massive deal. Yeah. So I don't I don't think they can can bring him in too. Um, that you just you're you're getting all these teams signing guys, and there's just very little left to to you know like he he's narrowed it down. I just don't see. I don't. I haven't heard much. I heard a little bit about Boston. Um, yeah. But I don't hear too much about that anymore. Like you're still hearing Avalanche and Islanders, Avalanche and Islanders, and it's it's funny to me that the Avalanche haven't just said like, okay, this has gone on long enough, and and that the fact that the Avalanche couldn't facilitate some sort of deal if that's what needed to happen, 
Avalanche are pretty resourceful and, and they could have got that done and he could have been signed by now. So I, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much going on behind the scenes with this on both ends, on the franchises that are interested in him. And, you know, now according to this stuff, Nazem Kadri himself. And is yep. this just a recipe for disaster to get signed? I don't know, because player, players have to give and take. And it, I'm not saying it's all Nazem Kadri, but now I think we get a little bit of some of it is. Yeah. If that's true, if this nine million thing is true, some of it is on him, and the other part is is on teams trying to make things work, and maybe they just can't. Maybe they can't get to nine million dollars because we're over a month of when free agency started. Yeah, I don't know. It, it like it it's kind of fascinating and it's frustrating <laughs> all at the yeah. same time. You can't so. expect to hold out for a nine million dollar contract watching everybody else improve around you. You have to do something. And keep up with the Joneses when you watch everybody around you signing teams and making big moves. You can't keep waiting on $9 million to free it up. It's either do it now or we're just going to move on. Yeah, I just don't know where it is. I don't know where that money is anymore. So, all right, let us hear from Athletic Greens and then we will get into uh, the offseason. I mean, the Nazem Kadri stuff is fun to talk about because it's something to talk about. But for the rest of the league... It's just like kind of radio silence going on. We'll talk about that. But first, Athletic Greens. And we have been talking about Athletic Greens for quite a while now. And if you have some gut health issues, this is what you've got to get. So it is one scoop of Athletic Greens in your morning water. And you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, even your aging. So maybe Nazem Kadri is taking some athletic greens. That's why he wants <laughs> nine million per year because he's been taking this stuff and it's helping with his aging. Clearly, uh, athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues. It ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. And it costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than a cold brew and coffee coffee habit, and it's also cheaper than getting all of the different supplements yourself. So right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune, supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, with your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily, the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, sir. So yeah, we're in kind of that dead period of, of the NHL. And, you know, it, it, we're just like crawling towards training camp and preseason. We have football to hold us over. We get a little bit excited for the football season to start. I get that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about football, there's really no off-season for them. No. And, and a lot of that is when you have, like, stations like ESPN constantly pumping out content for the NFL. I remember watching ESPN. This was years ago. 
and they did an entire segment. It was NFL Live. Do they even have NFL Live anymore? I don't know. I, I don't really think, watch uh, ESPN. I don't watch too. ESPN much anymore. But they would, NFL Live was a daily show. It's like kind of like mm-hmm. what we do. Um, but they did a whole segment on how there was nothing to talk about for the hey. NFL. Instead of just not having a show and just say, let's just hang it up for a little while, they did a half hour of how this is the dead period of the NFL and what players do and how they do. And I get that. But now this, this was probably 10 years ago and now it's just, I mean, they are a machine and, and people want NFL content all the time, day in, day out, even when it's, you know, the off season and they get it. And I think the NFL does a good job of producing that content. Do you think the NHL should kind of maybe try to figure out ways to to kind of ha- always have that interaction with the fans? And it's tough because you want to give your players a break. They just, mm-hmm. you know, an NHL season is grueling and they deserve some time off. So maybe not necessarily saying you have to include them, but what can you do? So NHL fans and, and hockey, and I know there's a lot of other uh, leagues going on and, and, and you know, but most people just are focusing in on the NHL. So what can they do to kind of have an off season that's a little bit more engaging than this, these, these several weeks where we get nothing. I present to you two things that the NHL needs to do. All right. Number one, take the leash off of your talent and let them be on social media. Like, well, I mean, okay, go ahead. You don't get an off season for the NBA, NFL, even MLB, because they're always those athletes are always doing something. They're involved in something. You're always seeing them. They're always present. Other than the Avalanche hoisting the cup, when was the last time you heard anything from an Avalanche player? Or like you see, like McCarr playing golf. You see Nathan McKinnon finally talking on a podcast wow that's a big deal right then you see like landiscog okay miko he had his day with the cup but other than that what do you you don't get anything and like in the nfl they have like a whole it's a big deal that the schedules released the nhl schedules released and everybody's like wow that's cool yeah it's stuff like that man yeah I, and and there's there's a lot that happens after an NHL season, and like but look at this year, everything was so quick, mm-hmm. and um it, that you know that's because you had that was supposedly supposed to have that month off in February, so things got like <clears throat> pushed back, and then you had to do everything real quick. You had to do the draft, and then you had to do free agency, and then once free agency fizzles out, you have that prospect uh those those pro- that prospect camp that happens, um. But that's just within your team. You know what I mean? They're just your, your prospects. They're just practicing. Yep. So, and and a lot of people don't really follow that. Don't really care all that much about it. But you look at like NBA, and and right after the season is over, they go into their their summer league games and summer league. Like right after the draft, those players are drafted, and then it's like three days later they're playing games. Yep. Like and and. You wouldn't have anybody caring about those games if those players weren't involved in that. Yep. But you have like the number one pick in the draft and all these first round draft picks playing days after they were drafted. 
So they've already got excitement built up in, in the fan base. And now I get to watch them play right away. I don't have to wait until October yep. to, or November to watch them play. Like that's a smart move by the NBA. Um, and for the NHL, like I said, these guys deserve time off. And what you said about the social media is interesting because uh, before last or so two seasons ago, um, I, I had John Butchergrass on. Yeah, I was talking. This was when and we were talking about when ESPN got the NHL back, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about that. Like, what do, what does the NHL have to do, and what can ESPN do to help them along? And he mentioned the social media part of it. Yeah, and he was like, just because they don't do a lot of that, like they don't do a lot of, um, you know, cameras in in the locker rooms, and you know, mm-hmm. so you saw a lot of that during the season where they're interviewing coaches on the bench and some people didn't like that, but they're trying to give you more access. And, yeah. and, and I think it's going to be a, a, a progression for NHL fans to accept that, but it's got like, it's well, I should say it's going to take them a while to accept that during the season for the off season is where it now it's like, that's the next step. Things start to need to start happening where you keep, uh, I want to say this though. I, I was going to say, you want to keep like fans involved, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Do you want that? Do you want do you want that or because for me it's like not having all of this stuff when when an NHL season comes around, I am ready to go. I cannot wait for day 1 puck drop. Yeah. And I think because we've had all of this time off where nothing's happening just gets the 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 juices flowing. And would it just be too much? Like the NFL, in my opinion, is just overbearing. And sure, I get excited when an NFL season starts. And then probably around Thanksgiving, I kind of don't care as much because I just think it's NFL all the time. So that's my question is like, should the NHL just keep doing things how they're doing it? Because now you're creating demand and excitement for when the season finally does start. I I think the answer is in both of the things that you brought up and the social media and you mentioned like the G League. Hmm. I think G League, G League, yes. I don't know what it is. It used to be the D League. Now it's the G League Gatorade sponsored. Um, I think the Avalanche, I mean, not the Avalanche, the NHL needs to take the prospects for next year's draft and say the top 10 or 15% of like your last couple draft picks, like your last number ones and number twos, put them in their own tournament oh, in the so off season. Tough. Go ahead. Cause tell it, you why that's tough though, but go ahead. Just put them in a tournament and just have it. Like it's the hockey festival, whatever you want to brand festival it. Of lights. The festival <laughs> of lights, but what, what it is, it's twofold. It's keeping hockey going. You could say, Oh yeah, he's, we the Avalanche were looking at him. I want to see how he plays. You give you give them the stage, but you're also hyping up when the draft rolls around next year. Oh yeah, I remember watching him in the tournament. He had this, this, and this. And then you put a little bit of hype in the draft because we have draft parties for the NFL, the NBA. Like you look forward to those. When the NHL draft rolls around, you watch for the first round, like the number one pick, and then your team and the end. You need so, to get a little hype in the draft too. Um, I, I think you know if it was like NHL sponsored, 
I think yeah. that that right. So because you know you can watch a lot of those guys, um, like right, like the Helinka Cup, um, in you know the the uh, the juniors, the Bean Pod. Mm-hmm. Like you have so many things that you can watch. Those guys, but right, they're not really like sponsored by the NHL. So people aren't really going to go seek that out. You need that NHL shield for people to be like, okay, I'm going to go watch that. I get it. The other part that might be difficult for that is it's different uh, drafting. Like for the NFL, for the NBA, these guys are going directly into the league. And for the NHL, a lot of these guys are going to college um, or, you know, playing in other leagues for, for a couple of years to get seasoned. You know what I mean? Like it's the NHL is just built different when it comes to their draft and their prospects. And I don't know. I don't know if if a player who has said, I'm going to go to college first, is going to chance himself going to play, although it would be NHL sanctioned, to get injured, and then he is screwed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to, he, Who knows what happens to his college career and even beyond that, his professional career. It's tough. It's tough. So I, I agree it, with you, but yeah, call ahead. it the NHL invitational. Um, yeah. You invite just like a select amount of players. It could, and the thing that would bring the college players in there and the international players, you're sitting at maybe the seventh pick, the 13th pick. Your play in that tournament could bump you up to five, six, maybe four. Mm-hmm. It could bump you up a little bit. You play a little bit more. Like, if you're right there, oh, I might not even be first round, play first round, overplay uh, pick one, two, and three, what everybody's projecting, and put it like on your play instead of uh, how you react in your interviews. And you saw mm-hmm. how that happened. Like, mm-hmm. it gives a yeah. little bit of excitement and put it on ESPN Plus. Like, you talked about it, the opportunity to watch the juniors and all these other cups are out there. Put on ESPN Plus where we don't have to get a VPN to go watch. Yeah. Well, even the prospect practices. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, th- those are difficult to find. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, putting those on somewhere that, that can be easy to find uh, might drum up some excitement for it. All right. Go ahead. I don't know if you got uh, I, th- I think there is a lot that can be done just to see a little bit of something forward progress would be absolutely groovy. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I really want to, I'm excited to see what people are saying in the comments for this because, yeah. you know, what can be done or are you the type of person that doesn't want anything done? You know, you, you take a break from hockey just like the players do. Um, and then when it comes back around, you are, that's why you're super excited for it because you haven't had it in, in you know, months. Uh, and then, you know, you're just, you're, the endorphins are flying. I get it. I get it. So I can see both sides of this. So, uh, yeah, fire away in the comments. I excited to see what you guys have to say. All right. Let's hear from built bar. And then we have a couple of recommendations to get to because we're just in that dead time that we are talking about. Uh, but built bar, if you haven't tried built bar puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Guess what? We have a new flavor. It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, you got it. That is the Built Bar Puff Cookie Dough Chunk. Yeah, baby, this is uh, 
Well, one of Kyle's here. Kyle is still on the what was it something strawberry lemonade or something? It, yeah, like it's that? a it's a raspberry lemonade. But, raspberry lemonade, but you enjoy the the uh, cookie dough chunk puff as well. It is up there. It is cracked yeah. the top three. Top three. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so they are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. If you want to share, you don't have to share. But if you want to share, go enjoy it too. It's the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Once again, it's Built.com. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right. Couple of recommendations here for your time off without hockey. Uh, last time, I know you threw some Harry Potter stuff out there. Um, I had some a good kind of short documentary for people to watch, um, and we got some more stuff for you this time around. I don't know what you're about to say because you you didn't tell me what you were going to share with the people and the masses. So you're sharing it with them and me as well. So fire away. Yeah, I'm testing our friendship here. Is what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, um, this is a yeah, this is a big deal. <laughs> it's two things. One you can find on network television, and one you can find live streaming 24 seven on YouTube. And we will start with the live stream. Okay, it is a show from 1986 called At Home with English. Okay. It was basically teaching English. To those that have it as a second language or is learning English, but is the oddest show I've ever seen. And the thing that oh, makes it up. even okay. makes it even better, this 24-hour stream. Yeah. They have it overlaid with Morrowind. If you played Elder Scrolls Morrowind, okay. it has the the UI and all of his text <laughs> is like dialogue choices. He <laughs> over he over emotes. Because he's trying to show conversational English and like the example of it at home with English. It's I've on never. YouTube. It's incredible. <clears throat> I'm um I just did a Google image search search just to see if I know like this guy looks familiar. And he does not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, it's is, maybe... is it like a like a um Mr. Rogers neighborhood type of thing? Like kind there's... of? You just watch this guy live his day. I think there's maybe nine episodes max of this guy, but he's like <laughs> live, going to the grocery store and he's like, kind of like, I don't want a banana. I have those at home. And it's just yeah. overlaid with Morrowind. It is a fascinating watch. What did you do? The, so, all right. So it's on YouTube mm -hmm. and it's, is it at, like at home with English, like their their YouTube channel, or somebody else is doing this? I think it's uh, Whacked Out Entertainment has been oh. putting this live stream on for multiple days. There it is. Oh my god, I'm I can see it right now. Yeah, and the... <laughs> so and even like the the subtitles are like the subtitle text from Marwin. It's got wow. The soundtrack is softly playing in the background for Marlon yeah. as well. So it's it is fascinating. 
All right. I'm going to watch some of that. That's you will take me later. <clears throat> that I have to work tomorrow, man. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. You got another one you said? <clears throat> yes. Um, the second one, if anybody knows me, I am a secret WWE fan. I've been a wrestling yeah. fan all of my life. Everybody knows that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is no longer in charge of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it is a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. Things have, it's got that feel like it did in the 90s where everybody was watching and it was like exciting again. Mm-hmm. It's got that same feel slowly but surely. There's nothing on, nothing to watch. Just turn it on. It's just good, mindless fun. This is a good time to come back to the WWE. So they're seizing the moment. Uh, Vince mm-hmm. McMahon being gone. Dude, you want to know something? I've pitched to the people at Locked On. Why don't we have a Locked On wrestling show? I have, not that I would do it because I, I don't watch wrestling anymore. <clears throat> but, but a very good friend of mine uh, who you know uh, would would he would host the crap out of that show. And uh, I didn't I didn't hear anything back. Hey, I don't I mean, maybe it's uh, maybe just not in the realm that they want to go after. But uh, I did. I, I threw it out there, and and this would be a great time. I think people would be tuning into that. I'll dress up as All Macho that. Man Randy Savage, <laughs> and I'll make the calls. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, you know what? I'll piggyback off of that real quick. I wasn't going to throw this out there, but there is a excellent documentary on. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. It makes the rounds. It was on. It was on Netflix. I almost paused on Hulu, and right now it's on Amazon Prime. And it is uh, the resurrection of Jake the Snake. Oh, so yes. It's, it, it's, I mean, uh, Diamond Dallas Page goes mm-hmm. to his house when he is at his rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just gets him sober, gets him clean. Like, it is a fantastic document. Even if you really don't like wrestling, uh, you'll, you'll still enjoy it. But the people who yep. do like wrestling and watched it back in the day, like, that's when I watched it. Yeah. Jake the Snake style. Uh, that's a fantastic documentary. So go watch that. But the one I was going to bring up today was, uh, you know, in my opinion, the greatest graphic novel of all time is The Watchmen. Mm. Um, if you haven't read the comic, absolutely do it. It mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie that came out, I don't know, it's probably like 15 years ago now. It was always the, it was always like not it was the unfilmable book. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like, how are you going to film this thing? I think they did a very good job with with the movie. I they liked did. the movie. They changed some things around, but I thought they did a really good job. And then a couple of years ago, HBO came out with a one season series of it. New story, completely new story. It kind of takes off after the events of The Watchmen. It was kind of like. It was kind of, you know, people were like drawing lines in the sand and like purists didn't want to see it. Alan Moore, who was one of the guys that wrote the original Watchmen, didn't really want them to make it. They went ahead and made it anyway. It is incredible. It really is. You ha- like if you're into that, if you're into the Watchmen world and if you're into just, you know, comics and graphic novels and, you know, you know what Watchmen means to the graphic novel world. Um, watch it. And you just, I, I think it's, I can't remember how many episodes it is. Maybe like 10 episodes or something. And in the beginning, like there's never a time where you're confused, but there might be times where you're asking yourself, like, what does this mean? Like they're, they're doing like certain things. Like, what does this mean for the grand scheme? Trust me, everything gets answered in the end. 
Yep. And you're, you're, there's just things that are happening and there's kind of like kind of different storylines going on. And you're like, do these like make mesh up at any point in time? Yes, they do. And there's reasons for everything going on. It is a fantastic show. They said, uh, you know, after they did season one, I think they wanted to do season two, but the creators were like, no, we just wanted to do one season and that was it. So it's not coming back. It's just one season and the way it ends it could come back, but it's it's one of those endings where it could come back, but the way it ends is like, okay, that that's fantastic. Yep. Great suggestion. Go Great watch suggestion. It. Go watch it because it's uh it's it's one of my one of my favorite shows of ever. Yeah. Um, and there is a podcast that goes along with it that HBO came out with. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know that. And it's from the creators. And after when it was when it was coming out weekly. The episode would come out and then there'd be a new episode of the podcast about the most recent episode. So wow. obviously they're all out now. You can just binge them one after the other. Uh, but it's an absolutely phenomenal show and uh, nothing's really come close to it, in my opinion, in the past five years or so. So easily go check those out. Um, all right. That's going to be it for today. We will be back on Wednesday. What are the uh, bet online ads that Nazem Kadri has signed by Wednesday? <laughs> Uh, give me a percentage give me a percentage signed by wednesday i say uh 15 there's 15%. no way you don't think so no i think something's gonna happen man i just have a gut feeling something's gonna happen i'm gonna say there is a 73 percent chance he is signed i always feel this way on sunday because i feel like things happened over the weekend and then they're gonna announce it on monday or tuesday I have a terrible feeling this is going to bleed into the preseason. You think it's going to go that far? Wow. Okay. We shall see. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about that and anything else that's happening in Avalanche land. Uh, but until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for making Lockdown Avalanche your first listen of the day. Have a good day, everybody. See you Wednesday. Go, Abs, go!